Welcome to the Empower Moments Podcast. This is a podcast curated by women for women. We want you to know that you are not alone in any battle or struggle that you are facing. We have been there. We have cried. We have struggled. We have prayed. But we have also overcome. Now we want to empower you to do the same. So grab your book, Empower Moments for the Everyday Woman, and come along for the ride. Today's host is Lavana V. Fields. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Lavana V. Fields, and I am doing Chapter 29, Project Tammy My Tongue, found in the Empower Moments for the Everyday Woman, a 31-day devotional to empower your womanhood. Once again, I'm Lavana V. Fields. I am an operations manager for Pediatric Independent Physicians Association. I live in the south suburbs of Chicago, which is 45 miles outside of the city. I have been married for 20 years, and I have two young adult children and one teenager. Yay, almost done with parenting, and then I move on to the parenting of young, of all young adults, which is kind of frightening and nerve-wracking at the same time, but I know a God on my side in prayer and with the help of and, and guidance from me and my husband, we can get our young adult children on to the next step of their lives. Um, one of the things that uh, I like about doing this is I get to give you a little backstory on how I became a part of this project. I came a part of this project. I was turning 40. And I just had these scripture texts in my mind, and I just had to write some down. I had all these notes, and I started to write some things down. But God has a way of working things out. I believe that he gives you things on your heart. You do what you're supposed to do, and he has those steps already paved out. So um, my coworker at work, who I call Little Big Sister, because... I am taller and bigger than her, and she's short, but she's older. So I call her a little big sister. I never forget I'm sitting at my desk. She walks over to me, and she's like, okay, Levanda, do not kill me. I was like, oh, my gosh. What do you have me doing now, little big sister? And she looks at me, and she says, one of the young ladies I know, she's doing a book, and I think you'd be great for it. And then she, like, put her hands on her mouth. She was like, God, tell me to ask you, so I'm asking you. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to say yes, because... God has given me uh, a couple of devotionals, and I was trying to think about how to get it published and or or to someone to put in one, a devotional book or what to do next. And I said, and God answered that prayer. And so I'm so grateful and honored for this opportunity to speak to you and now um, about this one chapter. Right now, since this book came out, maybe three years ago, um, I've been waiting in the meantime. I still have uh, chapters or or devotionals that pop out at me every once in a while when I'm reading scripture text. Something might spring something in my head and I'm literally on the train or at my desk with my uh, prayer book and I'm either like sitting down, writing down my thoughts or typing the thoughts into my phone. Um, so that I cannot forget what inspired me and why this particular package 
passage at the time had inspired me. And so I'm basically just waiting for God to show me what is next. And to me, and also during this meantime, I love to crochet, so I'm doing that as much as I can. I love making blankets for families or just little gifts for people that I know. Sometimes I don't know who I'm making a gift for, and God shows it to me um, in His own time, and I give it away. Sometimes I sell pieces. It all depends on what the situation is. But those are the things I've been doing in the meantime. I've also been trying to build up my relationship more and writing my prayers down in a prayer book to go back and read and see how God has been doing things as far as my prayers or what answer that I get. Did I get a yes? Did I get a no? Did I get a maybe? So these are the things I have been doing in my meantime and waiting to what he wants me to do next. Also, I'm excited to share that at the end of this, I will uh, share with you how you can get a copy of this amazing book so for free so stick with me and at the end of this we will talk about getting a free copy of this book so chapter 29 so I have to like mention first about James the book of James I love the book of James I just really do um, I was so excited about studying it that 15 years ago, I walked into um, a, a Christian bookstore and I was searching to see all the little uh, study guides about the book of James. Picked a book, took it home. I was so excited. Start reading it. Got through the first three chapters. And I literally like remember setting the book down and thinking to myself, Oh, I got to stop reading this because I am not doing none of this at all. I'm not at all where I need to be. And if I keep reading this and know that I'm doing stuff wrong that God doesn't want me to do. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to be accountable for this. I'm like, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready to grow. I was just so scared and nervous. And I, I and some of the stuff I was doing, I didn't want to stop doing. Honestly, I didn't want to stop speaking my mind. I didn't want to stop listening. I just wanted to tell people what I wanted to tell them and be done with it. But um, I end up understanding things that God works in a way to get you back where he needs you to be. So I grew a little bit. I could probably say maybe two or three years came by and I once again back in the book of James. And one of the things like jumped out at me was the part about your tongue. So James, third chapter, nine through the 10th verse, and I read in the NIV version, it says, with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. I just remember reading that and I read it over. And I could not get this scripture text out of my head. You know, 
And I kept thinking, God, how do I do that? Because I'm such an emotional and boisterous person. You know, I want to get my point across. I want people to think how I think. And, you know, on and on and on and on and on and on. I had a list of why this particular passage, I can't do it. And then I learned one of the things was that um, it's not by my own power. It was a weak, it's a weakness of mine, and it still is today, of me holding my tongue and being silent and listening. And I realized that I was so being so sinful and so out of order with God because I kept thinking it was within my own power that I can do this. And it's not. Taming our tongues, taming your tongue, taming my tongue is not in our power. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. We need the help of God to be able to close our tongues. And so from there, I started learning that I have to rely on God to make any changes in my life on this Christian walk. I can't do it by myself. So it was very, very difficult for me to do this. So God started by showing me through my different relationships how my tongue was bringing death and not life. And it started for the first way he showed ways that he showed me. I speak about it in um, in a devotional. The next one, which you already know what it is because I honestly believe you have read it or will read it. But another one was my husband and I was not getting along and... I'll never forget washing dishes and we're just going back and forth. Our babies are young. Our children are very young at this point. Probably the oldest was maybe four if he was four or five. And then the other one was like three and the other one was about two. And I'll never forget I'm washing dishes and we're just going at it. And finally something in my, my mind is like telling me to be quiet. Saying be quiet my daughter. Silence. And I still, because I have to get the last word, I'm still trying to out talk. And the voice in my head kept getting louder. Silence. Be quiet, daughter. Silence. I need you to be silenced. And then finally, I just shut my mouth. My husband's still going on and on and on and on and on. And I sat there with my mouth closed. It was the hardest it could have it could have been like a minute maybe a minute and a half but that I remember right now feeling the anguish listen to his words that he was saying to me and me wanting to speak back so bad and tears running down my eyes and I'm holding on to the to the dish towel and the and whatever dish or silverware I have in my hands like ready to explode but my lord and savior asked me to be quiet so I'm standing there and I'm being obedient to the voice that I'm hearing. And my husband walks away. I shouldn't say nothing because usually I will follow and be in first of all and so on. But nope, I sit in there. I let the tears run down my face. And I just continue washing dishes. At this moment, I was feeling like I was weak. I feel like this. I'm letting him talk to me any kind of way. I have all these thoughts and emotions running through me. But then a voice again says, it takes two people to argue. And I need you to stop. 
and I need somebody to listen to me. And that person, I need it to be you. And so I was silent. I think less than five minutes passed and my husband came back and he started apologizing to me about the stuff that was said. And I turned and looked at him too and I apologized. And I can tell you that point in our relationship was very very big deal because it changed the way we dealt with each other and God just said he needed somebody and since I was listening that day and and was obedient he used me and so therefore it's now to the point where my husband and I have learned over since that time to be silent to listen and to be able to discuss things without getting emotional in our feelings now I'm not saying that it happens all of the time, but majority of the time it does. Sometimes we are, and we do have to like say, let's, let's table this for another time. But I decided that I needed to tame my tongue just to see how God worked that issue and, and all our other subsequent issues after that, just because I was willing to be silent and listen. The next one is even when it comes to disciplining my children. You know, my first thought was, oh, you in trouble. It's about to be on and popping. We about to go to town. Now, I, I I literally sit back and pray first before I even say anything, before I, I think about what's going on. I try to remember being that age. And then it's so different now with the new technology out there, how they can be so, you know, they have no cutoff time from when they're with their friends to they're on the bus to their home, work, anything. And they always connected through that social media through phones, through any and everything. And so I learned that even with them, I have to think about what I'm going to say because I want to always bring life to them and not death. And so I'm always praying that God gives me the correct words to say. Now, I'm going to say I am firm as when I'm talking and I'm trying to discipline them, but I'm trying to do it in a way where we still have open communications. And that took some training because I had to learn how to be silent and listen not just to listen to why they're doing what they're doing but to listen to hear what God is saying and how this situation should be handled um another thing is I'm a leader at work so therefore when I talk to um the people who are my staff my team when I'm coaching, when I'm mentoring, or when I have to give them bad information, or when I have to do some correcting there as well, I practice on how I'm going to present it, how I'm going to say to them, what I want to accomplish out of what I'm saying. And once again, I want to bring life. I want to bring encouragement as, as, as I also want to bring on change. Now, the change may be that they you know, decide that the organization or working for me is not what it needs to be. That might be, be the issue. Or I can see them grow into their professional development to a different level, which is what I'm always pushing for when I'm speaking to my staff. Even when I'm speaking to my boss or even friends, even when I'm in my personal life, I learned that I have to sometimes be that friend that listens. And I understand now, I didn't before, I always be trying to help people, always trying to get them to do either what I think they should do. I've gotten to the point where now I just want to, if they ask 
for any information or what have you, or if I can give them any encouragement through the Word of God, I try my best to do it in a way that is encouraging, um, a way that is, is, is um, in a way that they trust me or in a way that I don't feel like I'm belittling them, belittling them, manipulating them, or not being a friend. Sometimes I have nothing to say. And if it's a question that I'm being asked and if I have nothing to say, I basically will say, well, can I, can we talk about this later? Or is this something that you need to answer now? Because I feel like we don't always have the answers. And so if I don't know, I'm going to pause and let you know that I don't know. Um, I also think that we should never, ever speak out of emotions. That is what one of the next steps that I learned to, even though I'm silent and I'm listening, is not to speak out our emotions. I recall driving down the street, got my babies in the back in our minivan, and a church marquee had basically going it. It says, he who angers you controls you. And I thought that was the most profound message I've ever read on a marquee. He who angers you controls you. So that made me think when people make me angry and I'm ready to tell them about themselves or go off or snap, I'm like, I'm letting that situation or that person controls me. And that right there turned like a light switch on in my mind. And I was like, no, that is not, I'm not going to let that be. I have control over my mouth. And if, if I don't have control, I'm praying for God and the Holy Spirit to take control Having someone have that much power over you to have you talk a ways that bring on curses and and to to talk to people who are in God's likeness in a way that's degrading um with an evil intent that is hurtful that is not what I want to do, and so it's something that always stays in my mind when I'm responding to something or I feel emotionally strong about something I'm trying to always make decisions this is something I need to respond to because some things you just don't respond to and I've learned that especially on social media or anything of that nature it's not even worth my time to respond to anything negative because sometimes I believe like negativity equals another negative response so no matter if you try to be positive about it, if that person wants to have an argument or wants to be negative, hey, they can't do it if they're by themselves. So majority of the times I decide that I'm just not going to um, respond because it's okay to not respond. It's okay to uh, think before you speak. Another thing is that I notice when it comes to taming my tongue is that I have to be mindful of things that I put in my spirit, things that I pay attention to, things that I uh, I watch, because our word says that um, whatever that is in your heart will come out through your will come out. You will speak about it. It will come out through your through your mouth. So I've always been mindful about what I put into my spirit, my mind, and my heart. The Holy Ghost also reminds me at the end of the day when sometimes I'm either on a train coming um, 
home from work or I can just be in silent time, you know, sitting back just trying to relax. And God will bring through my bring to my remembrance something that I said maybe that day, a couple of days before, that as I think about it, probably I probably meant in my own way for it to be good, but it was probably something that was took could have been taken in the wrong way or um, I was being point blank mean spirited because God is still working on me. I'm still a work in progress. And when that comes, I immediately ask God for forgiveness. And then the one thing I have to do is forgive myself because even along this Christian walk, I, my goal is to make lesser mistakes, but those mistakes are going to be made. And so I have to forgive myself secondly. And if I have the opportunity to speak to that person again, who I feel who, who I feel that if I offended, I do bring up the conversation and what was said because I believe the Holy Spirit brought it to me in the first place. It's something that I need to address at that moment. So my question that I want you to take with you and I want or pray that you can answer um, in an email for me for a free book is, do your words bring life, love, peace, and encouragement to those whom you are around? Or do your words bring death, destruction, manipulation? If so... What ways are you going to use of strategies that I have spoke about that you can use to change the way you speak to others or even, you know, speak to your loved ones, friends or at work? So before I leave, I want to empower you, women of God. Um, I empower you to tame your tongue by letting go of the negative things in your heart. Allow God to fill your heart with his love. Then you can praise him with a pure heart and speak life into all of your relationships. So I empower you to take on this project of taming your tongue. It's not easy, but once you do get a handle on what comes out of your mouth, I promise you that your praise is better. The way you respond to people is better. That people around you will see it. And your children, oh, what a good example for even children or young people in your life to to emulate. To say, oh, sister, so-and-so always has a nice word. Or even when she's... Even when she's telling me something or trying to correct me, she does it in a way that is received. So I empower you to do that. Um, there's one research that resource that I use every day. Um, it's the Bible app. I love that app. I do um, study plans with my family members on there where we respond to one another. I have plans of my own that's on there. I get the Bible verse of the day. They now have prayers that you can ask for the people in your, in your group or your connections to pray. I just really, really, really love that resource. And if that's something that you can look to as an app, it gives you uh, reminders about you having, um, 
the verse of the day or to remind you that you're still working on this plan. Some of the Bible plans go from uh, three days, seven days, five days, 21 days. I just, it's a blessing and it's been a blessing. I've been using it for a while now, for a past couple of years. So I encourage you to also use that, especially when you're on the go. And when you wake up in the morning, it's one thing that you want to do. You know, a lot of people reach for their phones to look at social media. I reach for my phone or my tablet to hit that Bible app first thing in the morning. Um, I also gave you the question to answer for a free book. So please email me at lvfields at gmail.com. That's L-V-F-I-E-L-D-S at gmail.com to answer the question about do your words bring life, love, peace, and encouragement, or do it bring death, manipulations, and if so, what, and, and if either of those, what are you doing to change or improve, or how are you going to keep going from speaking life into those, and praising God as well with your, with your words. When you also leave that, please leave your email, your, please leave um, your address so that you can get your, your free book. Um, this has been just an amazing time. I thank you for taking this opportunity to listen to Taming Your Tongue. And my prayers are with you. My heart is with you while you take this journey on. And uh, God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in to the Empower Moments podcast. We pray that this episode has been a blessing to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. Visit EmpowerMoments.org to learn more about our mission and to purchase your book. We'll see you next week.